ticket. Research shows that more Americans search the word church around Easter than at any other time of year. Yes, go find your Easter service, but the team at Talk About, the Iwana product that brings digital content to families so they can practice discipleship at home together, wants to help you find more than a great church to attend on Easter Sunday this year. They want you to find time to really center your family around the meaning and miracle of Christ's resurrection. At TalkAboutDiscipleship.com, you'll find a free resource to help you and your crew walk through Holy Week together with family activities, prayer ideas, and scriptures. You can learn to deepen your understanding while having fun every day from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. Spoiler alert, there may or may not be donuts involved. Go to TalkAboutDiscipleship.com to download your free Holy Week family guide and talk faith with your family this spring. That's talkaboutdiscipleship.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm coming to you from the tour bus today, hence the steady rumble underneath my talking. I'm uh, on tour right now, the My Story, Your Glory Tour. So uh, it's like a reporter doing one of those remote reports, like, I'm on the scene here. Well, I'm on the scene here today coming to you from sunny Florida. This spring tour, the My Story, Your Glory tour, has already shown us the extremes of the early months of 2023 when it comes to weather. They told me it was a spring tour, and then they sent me to Illinois and Nebraska where it was single digits, and now I am being handsomely rewarded for suffering in the colder temperatures to start the tour by getting 80 degrees and sunny in Florida. It's a rough life, suffering for Jesus out here on the road. It's been a great start to the tour. I want to thank everybody who's been coming out to see me. What I mean, it's just been so much fun. Every single night has been special. A special shout out to all the people who are making posters and holding them up during the show. Slightly disappointed that so many of them are requesting that I play Gobble Gobble of all the songs I've written, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's another topic for another time. But we're, we're off and running. We're off to the races. We're having a blast, and I'm coming to you today from the, uh, the West Tour Bus in Florida. So thanks for joining me. Uh, I got to say, too, just last night in South Carolina, I had uh, two ladies show up, and they had made shirts and it wasn't, they weren't shirts about my music. They were shirts about the podcast. And on the very front, it said, hello, 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 hello. Get it? Because of the theme song. Hello, 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 hello. On the back of their shirt, it said, we really hope you like it. And uh, so I got a kick out of that. Lots of you have been coming to the shows telling me you're listening to the podcast every week. That's what keeps me going strong. So I want to say thank you so much for not only listening to the music, but joining me on this podcast week in and week out. I did some checking, by the way. This is uh, episode 143, I believe. 143 episodes since I started this during the pandemic. And uh, I know there's some of you out there who've listened to every single one of them, and I just want to say thank you. Another special thank you to everyone who bought the My Story, Your Glory album when it came out or who listened to it on their streaming devices, thanks to you. Uh, it was the number one album on Billboard, on the Billboard Christian chart. And uh, funny story about that, guess what had been number one? Another West was number one. His name, Kanye. 
Kanye West put out a record that I guess got put in the Christian category about a year and a half ago. And since he sells so many records, it stayed at number one like forever. And uh, thanks to you, another West beat out Kanye West <laughs> for one week at number one. Thanks so much for the love, for the support, and uh, just can't tell you how much it means to me. You always wonder what, what you guys will think of the songs whenever I put out a record. All 22 of these songs mean a lot to me, and I love getting to hear from you about which songs you guys are enjoying the most. And you guys are coming to the show, and you're singing the songs as if you've already heard them, which is really, really cool. In fact, a lot of you have been calling into the podcast hotline to tell me uh, maybe a favorite song or a song that's sticking out to you on the record. And so uh, I thought I'd take a few of those calls today. And by the way, if you didn't know, there was a podcast hotline or a way to uh, leave a message and possibly be on an upcoming episode, the number is 601-301-2208, 601-301-2208. You can tell me your name, where you're from, ask me a question, talk to me about a song, or share a little bit of your story. Try to keep it brief so I can use it and put it on an episode, okay? Uh, let's go ahead and take a call. Hi, this is Heather. I'm from Collinsville, Illinois, and I've really been enjoying the new album, my favorite song is Praise the Lord. It's great. I love it so much. And thank you so much for your music and your podcast. I've been listening to all of them. Anyway, thanks so much. What's up, Heather? Thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Always great to hear from somebody living in the great state that I grew up in, the state of Illinois. And uh, appreciate the kind words about the podcast and the new record. I love that you just highlighted the song Praise the Lord. That was one of the last songs written for the record. It's it's the song that really shifts gears from album one, My Story, into album two, Your Glory. And I wanted the first song of the Your Glory record to be something that just popped, like a big up-tempo like worship anthem, something that we would maybe sing on a Sunday morning as the first song, like waking everybody up. I actually had originally thought about taking the song My Story, Your Glory, and rewriting like two versions of the same song, one that was more like a worship song. I don't know if that makes any sense. But then I found this old hymn that I used to sing as a kid. It was written by Fanny Crosby in like 1875, To God Be the Glory. And I had this musical idea of this like, bum, 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 tum, bum, 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 you know, and it, I don't know why, it might sound weird, but, and then I started singing the verse over that tempo, the verse of this old hymn, and it worked. And, uh, there you have it. So praise the Lord. I'm so glad you enjoyed that song. And uh, it felt like a perfect kickoff to the worship album, Your Glory. Thanks for the call, Heather. Let's take another one. Hey, Matthew. This is Grace calling from Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Um, I just wanted to share what my favorite song is um, from my Story of Glory album. It's I Trust Jesus because the message behind it just gives me goosebumps and chills. I love it so much. And yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Grace. I'm so glad that you like I Trust Jesus. That's one we've been performing live on the tour, and I get to share the story behind it. And uh, it's really been um, just a, a powerful moment. It's the story of a little boy uh, who, in the face of his battle with cancer, he would always say these three words to his mom and dad and anybody else in the, in the face of bad news and everything that was coming his way. He just kept saying, I trust Jesus. 
I Trust Jesus. In the coming weeks, I'll share a little bit more in depth about that song. But if you haven't had a chance to go listen to it, go check it out. And Grace, I'm glad you enjoyed that song. Thanks for the call. Hi, Matthew. It's Cindy Chapman from Fort Worth, Texas. My favorite song is You Changed My Name. But I called to tell you about my grandson because he, his name is Israel, he's seven, and I was listening to your album, and he said, who is that? And I told him, and he said, oh, he sings Quarantine Life. And I said, yes. And he said, where does he live? I want to go and see him. (laughs) And I said, well, we're in Texas, and he's in Tennessee, and we just don't go and see people uh, without being invited, but we did buy tickets to go see you in Fort Worth at Birchman Avenue on March 17th. So we'll see you there. Uh, have a good day. Bye. Well, thanks for the call, Cindy. And uh, I'm glad that you are enjoying the song, You Changed My Name. Uh, that's been a powerful one to perform live as well, hearing the crowd sing it together and just being reminded. My favorite part is the bridge says, I don't have to answer to any name. The enemy tries to call me. I don't have to answer to any name but chosen child of God. Amen. That's a message I need to be reminded of. So, And uh, I'm glad that uh, your grandson wants to come and visit me. Thanks for not showing up at my house unannounced. <laughs> but uh, I look forward to seeing you and meeting him in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, who would have thought Quarantine Life would be the song that... Uh, would reach so many people. Hey, whatever it takes, man, I'm glad. Thank you for the call from Texas, and I can't wait to see you guys on the My Story, Your Glory Tour soon. Hey, Matthew, my name is Sean Brennan. I'm from Somerset, Kentucky. I just want to let you know I love the podcast and continue to pray for you. Favorite songs from your new album are Hard Times. As we all know, we'll go through those at times, but God's always going to help us through those. And also... How good is our God? That is, you did, uh, that was a, saw you on in concert, um, this past Sunday and here in Somerset, Kentucky. Awesome night of worship. That's, uh, the last song you ended with. Continue to just continue to pray for you and your ministry. Just thank you for letting God use you. Amen. God bless. Well, thank you for the call, my brother. We had a great time in Kentucky for sure. And, uh, yeah, how good of God is kind of become the, the new closer. I, right when I wrote it, I I had this vision of this song being like, for the rest of my career, maybe that's like the last song I sing on stage every night. Like just, it just feels like a celebration. Like all the, the journey that we take every night on a concert. Um, you know, I feel like we laugh, we cry, we worship, and then we get to the end, and it's just, I don't know. It just feels like this. The only appropriate response is to just give God praise for his goodness through it all, through the good, the bad, and the broken of our stories. He's still good. He's still faithful. And how good of God to be so good to me is, is kind of how I feel when I'm on stage. Just, I feel like I'm filled with gratitude. Like, thank you, God, for being so good to me. It just, I don't know. It feels like what I want to say at the end of every night as I'm standing in front of people. So glad you enjoyed that show in Kentucky and uh, appreciate the support. All right, let's take one more call, and then we're going to dive into the rest of this book. Hey, what's better than finding quality candidates? Well, finding them instantly, of course. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours 
on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Do you hate waiting? Well, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I have um, multiple team members and employees, and our company is growing and the last thing I have time to do is scour the internet to find the right candidates and that's why I love Indeed and you're going to love them as well. They do the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit indeed.com slash West to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash West. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Do you need to hire? Well, you need Indeed. Hey, Matthew, this is Julie Belden calling from Warren, Ohio, and I was wondering why you did 22 songs when it's 2023. I think you should have put one more song on there. So I just had that question, why you didn't do it. Anyway, I love your CD, and I will be seeing you soon in Ohio. Take care, and I'm praying for your team. Bye. Well, Julie Belden, thank you for the call. And for the critique, it's a great idea, by the way. I guess I had it in my head that I was making the record in 2022, so it was 22 songs in 2022. But you're right, it came out in 2023, and uh, for that reason, I want to formally issue an apology for missing that opportunity and for leaving you one song short. And... uh, Perhaps I'll make it up to you. Maybe I'll be adding a song this year to that album, bringing the total to 23. And um, in the meantime, I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. (laughs) I only delivered 22 songs to the world. Now, I thought I did something very ambitious. And then, of course, Morgan Wallen just drops a 36-song album. What in the world? How does that happen? So... Now I've got to go in and make a 37-song album, all right? Challenge accepted, Morgan and Julie Belden. Okay, you know, I I lied. We're going to take one more call. Hi, Matthew. This is Jules from Zealand, Michigan. I listened to My Story or Glory, and I absolutely loved it. My favorite song on the album, it's hard to choose. But if I had to choose, my favorite one is probably Miracle Time. I love that song. For a long time now, I've been praying for healing. I've been blind since I was three, and I have been praying for a creative miracle because I don't have a eye. My right eye is fake. And so I've been praying for a miracle, and your talk, your song, Miracle Time, has been, it's spoken to me in a really great way. So, um, thank you so much for writing that, and I am very grateful that you put out this album because it's spoken to me in a really huge way. So thank you so much, and God bless you. Have a great day. Jules, thanks for the call, and I love getting to hear a little bit of your story. And you really just said it beautifully 
and and you you just described why I love writing songs because somebody out there can hear a song and fit it into their story and it resonates with you. And that's just the coolest thing. Thanks for sharing your story, Jules. And I like how you said about how you've been praying for God to do a creative miracle. He is creative, isn't he? I believe he was creative when he created you. And I believe that you are already a creative miracle of his. And I want to encourage you with that, Jules. So one thing that I've learned about in my life is never to doubt that God can do miracles, but never to assume that I know what the miracle should look like. I don't know if that makes sense to you. I hope it does. But that's something I've learned is that God's always working. He's always doing miracles. The miracles might look different than I hope they would, but they're miracles no less. And uh, you are one of his creative miracles. So thanks for the call. I'm glad that you like that song. In the coming weeks, I'm going to be unpacking the heart behind that one. That's a meaningful one for me as well. And, uh, and really, the inspiration for that song was, was a miracle that we were praying for, for a friend who was sick. And God answered our prayers in the way that he saw fit, in the way that he wanted it to happen. And it didn't look the way we hoped it would. But I didn't walk out of that experience trusting him less or thinking he didn't have the ability to do a miracle because that's just not the truth. He is a way maker and a miracle worker, and uh, we can never forget that. All right, Jules, good to hear from you. Thanks so much for the call, and you better come to the show when I'm in Zeeland, Michigan, all right? I think that's where you said you're from. Hope to uh, see you there and meet you there. Okay, I want to dive in now to... um, the second to last chapter of the God Who Stays book. I'm not going to read the whole thing today. We've spent some uh, good time taking your calls, but I'm just going to read a section of it in the hopes that uh, we'll, we're going to continue this journey, basically. Hopefully you've been reading along to the God Who Stays book. Thanks to all of you who have. And, uh, but I just want to share a little bit of it with you. So let's dive in to The God Who Stays. Life Looks Different with Him by Your Side. Chapter 10 is called the God who stays the same. New normals, but always the same God. Remember how you felt when you walked out of a skate rink arcade or a movie theater into the midday sunshine when you were a kid? Despite the lessons taken from the recent season, I feel like we're all squinting into the sun, tentatively and gingerly moving forward with our lives after what we've been through. I've also noticed that there seems to be a lingering, uneasy feeling among people, as though they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like those moments in the scary movie when you know the bad guy is there and you're watching the unsuspecting teenagers laughing and hanging out, not realizing the danger they're in. Mixed in with all this apprehension, what we now have is also the exhale and joy of gathering, playing live music again, hugging, worshiping together, cheering on our teams, just being in the same space with other people. It feels like we held our breath for a long time. Yes, we've been through it. A long season in the wilderness. It reminds me of C.S. Lewis' description of Narnia at the beginning of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Always winter and never Christmas. And I've noticed that the conversations in media and on talk shows and news articles have continued to use the ominous phrases like, in these uncertain times. My favorite is the expression that I've heard people say five million times in the past months. Well, I guess this is the new normal. How many times have you heard that on a Zoom call? on a phone conversation with a friend, at a school board meeting, 
It is usually said with a tone of resigned defeat, right? As I've focused on getting back to the fundamentals of my faith, I've developed my own idea of what the new normal means for me. The very idea of normal is interesting anyway, because all our times have been uncertain since the very first moments after God came looking for Adam and Eve, and they ran away to hide from him. That choice, made from guilt and shame and their exodus from the safety of the garden, pushed them from a life of intimacy with God into a world filled with uncertainty. I'm not really a history buff, but if you do a quick Google search of the 20th century, you'll read about a worldwide pandemic in 1918, complete with black and white photos of people wearing masks at Yankees game in New York. You'll read about the world wars and the Great Depression and the Holocaust and natural disasters and worse. We live in a broken, fallen world that has always been anything but normal. Isn't it interesting to consider that truth, that no matter what we face in the coming years, there will be people who have faced similar circumstances before? Times like these have always been times like these. It seems that uncertainty is about the only thing that we can be certain about in the world. Several years ago, I spent uh, a summer in Colorado. Whenever the topic of the weather came up, the locals would tell me with a smile, if you don't like the weather here, just wait around a minute. But as a traveling musician, I've learned that people say this in every region and every city in America. If you don't like the weather in Florida, just wait a minute. If you don't like the weather in Dallas, just give it a minute. There isn't normal when it comes to weather. No matter where you live, it is the constant change. It's always in constant change. But that is the thing about this world that we live in, isn't it? Everything can change in an instant. One minute... I am at a sound check. The next minute, a worldwide pandemic has shut down everything. The old Bob Dylan tune rings out a great truth about the reality of life. The times certainly are always changing. Our politicians change. Our circumstances change. Our moods, our relationships, our health, our financial status, our choices, our behavior, and other people's opinions of us all change. But as I said before, I am looking upward to a different kind of new normal. I've spent most of this wilderness season remembering the one I can really count on. Is there anything in this life or in this world that we can be certain of enough to stand on without fear of it shifting underneath our feet? We may be living in uncertain times in a fallen world that offers promises that it will never keep, but I don't believe that is the true normal that God intended for us. With that thought planted in my mind and the world beginning to open up again, I returned to our storage space as we began to load the bus with equipment to head out for stages across the country. The t-shirts and merchandise boxes came out once more. The mics went hot in front of live audiences again. But there was that first moment before all the busyness of the business that moved me deeply. When I opened that warehouse door after over a year, I noticed the replica blue couch sitting in the corner that I had been writing about and thinking about. I walked over and sat down on it in the shadows of the storage space and I took a deep breath. My moment there on the blue couch reminded me of my cab driver's broken English version of The God Who Stays, the song that pointed me back to the fundamentals of my faith. It made me realize that I am truly walking into a new kind of normal. I want the fundamentals of my faith to begin with the God who, during all this change, is unchanging. He keeps his promises. He is who he says he is. He always does what he says he will do. In a world that is in constant change, chaos, and turmoil, I want that solid rock, Emmanuel, the Word, his love, his joy, to be my normal. I want to be living in the awareness of God's faithfulness to me. Sitting on the blue couch in that musty storage space, I was reminded of another great tune from the hymn books of my youth that shaped my love for music. On Christ the solid rock I stand, 
and I began to sing it. How I want that to be my new normal. I want to live my life standing on His promises. As I sat on that blue couch in the storage unit for the first time in a very long time, I embraced the truth that getting back to the basics of my faith was all about surrender. It's about leaning into the attributes of the God who stays the same, the God who stays faithful, patient, and good in a faithless world. He stays attentive when I have wandered away. I thought about the daily walks that God took with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day. What if Adam and Eve left normal behind when they hid from God? The new normal is the work of the resurrected Jesus to restore that intimate connection between me and my creator. And nothing can now separate us from him. Not my sins, not my scars, not my failure or my enemies. I am his forever. I think that kind of kingdom life is God's new normal. I believe walking with Emmanuel is the way I was intended to live. Jesus came to restore that intimacy with God, to bring us back to the same close connection that Adam and Eve had in those walks in the garden. I remember playing the keys of the piano in the story house and searching out truths about God from the old hymns that led me to the music that I love. Maybe there was no greater hymn than the one that kept resounding through my heart as I prayed prayers of thanksgiving for God's promise through the seasons of my life. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. You know, there is and will always be uncertainty in the world. From the truth of his word, we know that we can stand on his promises because God does not change. Malachi 3.6, I, the Lord, do not change. Psalm 102.27, but you remain the same and your years will never end. Revelation 1.8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I think for the rest of my life, the blue couch is going to mean something a little bit different than it did before all of this. It is no longer just a moment in my past assigned to a certain time and place of my young life, like an old faded Polaroid in a dusty photo album on a shelf. In this life full of constant change, I want my new normal to be that I trust God as my solid rock. He is the one I can always count on. He is my refuge and my strength and ever-present help in trouble, Psalm 46.1. I am learning to apply the promise that I have been given, that Jesus is always there with me. I want to invite you into that promise too. Whenever I think of that blue couch now, it represents not just a moment in time, but the enduring love of the God who is with me in all of my moments. Every new morning, every sunrise and sunset, every new breath and every new prayer, every new song can be a blue couch moment because we serve a God who stays the same, a sinner chasing, prodigal pursuing, dead man raising God who refuses to let us stay in the grave of our sin. I can hear him calling your name. Come forth into the new life and the new normal he is offering to all of us. Thanks for following along with me as I kind of share some bits and pieces from the latest book, The God Who Stays. I want to encourage you to pick up your own copy. And uh, I left some parts out that I really think you're going to get a lot out of. So be sure to go check that out. You can go to thegodwhostays.com and you can order the book wherever you like or just go straight to Amazon. Uh, you can go to my website too, but Amazon's probably the, 
the quickest and uh, easiest way. That's also a way that you can leave a review, which always helps the songs. The book's chart position, I should say, helps more people find it too. And you can visit our ministry, popwe.org. Uh, we're on a mission to get this book inside the walls of uh, prisons around the country. We've delivered over a thousand so far. And uh, if you'd like to give a donation to help us do that, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, let's move on with our final portion of the show. Hey, now it's time for Songs from the Story House. I'm going to pick today's song from the Story House based on our first caller who said this was her favorite song. This is uh, track one from the worship album, Your Glory. I kind of shared a little bit of the inspiration behind it already, stumbling across this old hymn by Fanny Crosby from 1875 and uh, sort of combining two worlds, this sort of modern up-tempo kind of idea that I had musically, uh, had this, the bum, 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 dun, dun, dun. that was kind of the musical thing in my head, and then applying the lyrics to this hymn, and it just felt like, I mean, it fit together so perfectly. The song was written, maybe the fastest songwriting session on the record, um, but man, leading this in worship every night on tour has been I actually wasn't going to put this in the set list and then one of the band members was like man I really love this song can we give it a shot and I so we rehearsed it and we put it in the show and it's just been like so awesome so one of the surprise songs on the record to be honest with you and I'm excited to lead this in worship uh, for years to come so this is Praise the Lord, to God be the glory, and uh, I hope you dig it. We're just going to play a little bit of it, but if you want to listen to the whole thing, you got to go get the record, my friends. Check it out. He's my dad. He gives good advice. And that's why our final segment of today's show is called Dad Advice. And here is his theme song. He is my dad and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. Dad, thanks for joining me today. We are having so much fun out on the road on the My Story, Your Glory tour. And um, it's great to gather together with people. And by the way, I, our ministry, Pop We, that my dad helps uh, run, and my mom as well. We've got a great team of people, but dad's out on the road, out on the front lines with me. And um, if you'd like to be a volunteer at one of our shows, our Pop We team has a, we just have a ministry team at the show, and we'd love to have you join us as a volunteer. Go to popwe.org today. If you if that sounds good to you and you'd like to come to a show uh, and maybe serve in a greater capacity as a prayer volunteer or something like that, 
uh, go to popwe.org today. But dad, send us out with some encouragement today, and I'm sure you're going to quote some of the lyrics to one of my songs. I, you bet I am, uh, Matthew, and, and what a tour. God is moving in a great way throughout our land. We are seeing, hearing great testimonies, Asbury University, um, and God is moving every night of the tour. Again, back to my story, your glory. Here's some lyrics. My story, your glory, my pain, your purpose, my mess, your message, in all things I know you're working. My story, your glory, my pain, your purpose is our dad vice today. Three things. One, we have all experienced pain. Pain is different for everyone. It can be in the form of emotional and physical pain. It can last a short time or forever. The message is God is present in our pain. I like what Chuck Swindell wrote, a teardrop on earth summons the king of heaven. We've all experienced the pain and a lot of pain in these past three years, but God, God knows our pain. Psalm 34, 18, and Matthew, you often use this verse. The Lord says, Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Secondly, is there any purpose in our pain. Romans 5, 3 through 5, I encourage you to go study these verses. But we also glory in our suffering, Paul said, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Matthew, one of your songs in your double album is called Hard Season. Just what a, a powerful song. Here is uh, some of the lyrics of that hard season song. Lord, you wrote the story that I can't see. So even in the dark, my heart will believe there is a reason for every hard season. And thirdly, my dad advice today is to ask God, one, to produce good things in your life through the pain you are suffering. Two, to use your circumstances for the purpose of drawing you closer to him. And three, to draw others to his love and bring God glory. Rick Warren quoted, don't waste your pain. Use it to help others. Your greatest ministry will most likely come out of your greatest pain. And I end with 1 Peter 5.10. And after you have suffered a little while, gone through pain, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore confirm, strengthen, and establish you. You can go to the bank with that one today. <laughs> like that? That's good. That's good. That's your new catchphrase. That's my new right. catchphrase. Go to the bank, folks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dad. All right. All right, that's the show for today. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Thanks to all the callers who called in. Thanks to my dad with his uh, great message of encouragement. Thanks for that, Dad. And thanks for joining me as we read The God Who Stays, and I hope it encourages you. Be sure to uh, call into the podcast hotline. Love to hear from you in the weeks to come. And uh, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the new record, My Story, Your Glory. It's out. It's available everywhere. Come and see me on tour, the My Story, Your Glory tour. Go to MatthewWest.com for all that stuff. If you want an autographed copy of the record, if you want to get some tickets to the show, come and see me this spring. Uh, my buddy Mac Powell is going to be joining me on several of the shows. It's going to be epic. Hey, in the meantime, remember you get one shot at this life. Make the most of it, okay? It's your story for his glory. See you next week.
But seriously, I, I, I do.